0: everyone and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan.
1: I'm Evan. I'm Matt.
0: And this week we are done talking about football and that horrible, horrible season,
2: right? (laughs) Well, I guess we have some football to talk about, but not actual games.
0: Just people leaving, people arriving. And Reeves motherfucking
2: Blankenship.
0: Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we do have to talk about the all-conference teams and how tech was a pity selection on the special teams one i think hey but
2: hey how dare you besmirch the good you. name of reeves blankenship sir he earned that honor indeed this okay, is a well, reeves blankenship podcast sir i cannot all right, believe so let's start
0: there then what exactly yeah. did reeves blankenship win <laughs>
2: he, he was named the first team all-conference long snapper the only tech player selected to first team all-conference which is fair when you go three and nine Um, Long snapper got a lot of work and I don't remember us ever having a like fumbled snap or over the head snap on a punt or field goal. So uh, I guess a lot of things went wrong, but that did not. So shout out Reeves Blankenship.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't the only special teams player listed on an all conference team because second team as the punt returner, Smoke Harris was listed alongside linebacker Tyler Grubbs on that second team. Okay. And then we have a bunch of honorable mention All-Conference USAs. Yeah, quite a few. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how many honorable mentions there are, or a if lot. we just, they gave every single position to Tech on the honorable mention team, but we have <laughs> Smoke Harris again as a receiver, we have Trey Harris as a receiver, then I know this is me- messed up because there's some offensive linemen.
2: Hey, the, in- the interior offensive line was pretty good this year, actually, but...
0: That's fair. I'm being a little too negative here. But yeah, yeah. Abraham Delphin and Josh Moat are both listed.
2: Both guards. So not the oh. tackles, noticeably. Yeah. Um, what a surprise. Yeah. I, don't, I guess, are you going to read the rest of them out? or?
0: Yeah. The thing I'm looking at has their Twitter ats. So trying to figure out who is who sometimes is kind of fun. Because uh, then we have Balin Buchanan, defensive back. Khalil Ladler, defensive back. B.J. Williamson. Who is this? Trey B. Fam is Trey Baldwin at linebacker yeah. that makes sense Zeke Barnett at linebacker Michael Clark defensive end king gk is kiwi Rose at defensive tackle
2: so and basically Jacob Barnes the rest of our defense was named <laughs> honorable mention interesting and i know uh bub means and i believe Ben Bell were on the all freshman team right yes bub means and up. Ben Bell yeah. yeah so cool good good stuff uh hopefully some of them will be here and can continue developing next year i guess
0: yeah, um, but you know who won't be here next year?
2: Yeah. It's these pretty two big quarterbacks.
0: news. Yeah. JD Head and Aaron Allen are both transferring out of the program.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Allen, not a huge surprise to me. I mean, he's he's kind of had his opportunities and maybe with the new coaching staff, he could have had more opportunities, but I, I don't blame him for trying to move on. Again, he he got on the field and he looked okay at times and he looked awful at times and Maybe it's just time for a, a change of scenery for him, and we wish him luck. Uh, I believe he's a Tech graduate, so welcome to the alum family. But, uh, yeah, good luck wherever you end up unless you're playing against Tech. And- I do
0: wonder if Ltech will send him a please donate message <laughs> if he's attending another school after transferring out of Tech but graduating. Oh,
2: I guarantee you that man has already gotten a please donate
0: <laughs> letter
1: <laughs>
2: right when he got his degree. You get one in the thing they hand you at the, <laughs> on the stage, you know, but um, J.D. Head, on the other hand, uh, I mean,
1: not surprised.
2: You can't be surprised because there's a full sale coach change going on. But like it kind of sucks because it felt like, you know, we've been praising him a lot. We've been excited about the future and then. Now there is no future. He's. Well, I, I mean, I guess he doesn't have to transfer. He could come back, but
1: <laughs> there's no future. Yeah, there's He's no different. future.
0: Yeah, said to me. Well, it <laughs> yeah. made it sound like there's no future for the Louisiana Tech when you said that sentence.
1: I but... I interpreted it as more of an existential crisis. Yeah. Either know. way, either way, uh, not surprised with these with these guys moving on. Uh, yeah, Aaron Allen, not surprised. Also relieved. Uh, I'll always fondly remember him for the Charlotte game. Where he uh, balled out and had a great win in the UAB game last year. Yes, uh, where he did his best. But no, that I mean, he, <laughs> he won that game. Well, it was under <laughs> the circumstances were a little suspect at the end. No, I mean, hey, he, did, he did his part.
0: But no, we won. He, he cast the magic spell on the sideline yes. to force UAB <laughs> so he to, to USA refs ball. giveth and taketh away. All right, we got to take it when yes. they give it
1: to us, right? He's the one that pointed his wand at the refs and said, <laughs> <to> "Obliviate." Um, <laughs> It's a um, big but what I'm trying to say is, Allen leaving is a relief, uh, at least to me. I don't think he really had what it took, and he was not going to be able to run Cumbie's offense. And it's good for him. I'm sure he'll land on his feet somewhere. He's got two years left of eligibility, even though he's just about to graduate. So he'll be able to get a full master's degree. Uh, head leaving is a little disappointing, Evan, like you were saying, because we yeah. were talking about how he had a lot of room to grow. He did make some silly mistakes against Rice, but I mean whatever. But he also made a lot of really good plays while he was uh, under center this year. So, it's a little disappointing, but it's uh, it speaks to the way the offseason's been so far. A lot of changes.
0: I'm not ha- I'm not happy that he's leaving, right? I mean, he was an up-and-coming quarterback that actually showed that he has some potential. But the issue that for me is that he showed just potential. If you were to start next year because Aaron Allen's going to transfer out either way probably. Yeah, then, probably. as a true sophomore or third year sophomore, I guess because of the COVID year, I don't see him being that much better than what we saw in that Rice game, where he had flashes, but he needs to,
1: well, some to of the put stuff, it all
0: together. I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I see where you're going with that.
0: And there was, <laughs> we could we could sit and wait and call next year a loss and just kind of say, okay, we'll go three and nine again with Sonny Kambi. But please no, please I no. Think what he I think the the minimum of what we should expect should be a five and seven six and six at the minimum and you're not doing that with JD head I don't think next year and then it's no. it's hard to go from being possibly the starter to being told yeah we're going to go somewhere else because it's that much harder to earn that back so yeah I, and I, I I am with him leaving at least
1: yeah uh, at least I, I understand I, it I, I imagine him landing on his feet somewhere in Texas at a at a smaller pro well he's so young he might get on yeah a, that that's my problem it, it
2: Nathan, he would have technically been a red shirt freshman still. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not sure that he wouldn't have been okay with uh, maybe, I mean, maybe that's why he's leaving. He's not okay with sitting behind another transfer, but I mean, if I'm Sonny Cumbie, I'm doing everything I can to try to keep him as, as the quarterback of the future.
1: Well, yeah. Cause you think he, he could sit, he could sit on the bench and maybe see limited action this upcoming season, but sit on the bench, learn Sonny Cumby's offense, because you know, Sonny Cumbie's not going to leave after, after a year or maybe even after two years. So let him be the guy waiting in the wings. And by the time J.D. Head gets out there, he pulls a Ryan Higgins and has a stellar season.
2: Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it's tough because like Ben's been saying, you know, that players now don't build relationships with the school more, more so they build relationships with the coaches. And so like when every coach who recruited you and every coach who's been talking to you at tech is now suddenly gone, like the people that you had loyalty to are gone. So why not try try to move on somewhere else where maybe he will be the instant starter next year or who knows. He could just be putting his name into the into the transfer portal to see what happens. And if nothing happens, maybe he stays at tech. But I don't know. It I'm surprised that he decided to leave just based on, you know, the conversations we all had last week was like, man, like the quarterback room should be so excited because we're gonna be a pass heavy, you know, you know, like a lot of yards attack, right? But now we've got Really, the only two candidates on the roster to start next year are now gone. Yeah. Um. Now we're left with Sloth I think and Holstein. Uh, uh maybe Luke Anthony for his seventh season and um and Caleb Holstein who is
1: who hasn't seen the field at all. Yeah, Sloth and Holstein sounds like a shitty Broadway musical.
0: But <laughs> and then uh, Landry Liddy is so, so most is, Broadway musicals.
1: There you go. <laughs> Landry
2: Liddy is is still. Being recruited by the new staff, but I'm not convinced that that I, I'm not sure. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I, I don't ever believe that to the, the yep. if is dry on the paper yeah. that they sign on National Signing Day. Ask us the early next one. Week. Or I think it's
1: one. next Wednesday is the well, early he got, signing day. Liddy got those late offers from Boise State and SMU. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Boise State's a possibility at all. He's he taking was, an official visit to Boise State this weekend, so we'll see. We're fucked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is cold as shit there right now, so. And maybe he just really wants some good potatoes.
1: <laughs> this is just so disappointing. Uh, yeah. Sonny Comby, uh Liddy was announced as Gatorade player of the year in the state yep. of Louisiana today. And Sonny had that tweet go out where he said Gatorade P.O.Y. And had Napoleon Dynamite chugging a Powerade. Uh, so that's always fun. Well, that's but... against
0: brand then. It's not the Powerade player of the year.
1: <laughs> I hate you so fucking much. But yeah. Uh, I hope that he stays. If Boise State and SMU are sniffing around, then obviously uh might have a good one. But the fact that he's the fact that he's going to visit right now does make me kind of nervous. <laughs>
0: yeah, and yep. if people are paying for you to come out and visit and and pull out the red carpet for you, even if you know you're not going to go there, enjoy yeah, Enjoy but, the attention for a bit. Well, oh, yeah, be be you get but... the opportunity
2: to go to Boise, Idaho, for free. I don't know well, why not. Having been there, please, please come to Tech Landry, please.
1: Well, if I'm him, <laughs> you can start for four years. There you go. (laughs) If if I'm him, I definitely would be considering SMU because that's only a three-hour drive from Shreveport. That's an AAC school, and things are looking real good there. So if there was any way he was going to bail, I would think that it would be probably to go to SMU. He did just have a visit from uh, the whole coaching... Well, not the whole coaching staff. uh, I mean, probably uh, the whole coaching staff right now. (laughs) uh, Yeah, Coach Cumby, Coach Hayes, Coach Veal all paid a visit to uh, Liddy's house, his family home, and and Shreveport, and I mean, this photo of them in the living room looks really nice. As I hold it like the Wolver- couches, like Wolverine does, and that meme. Uh, yeah, please. I, I only see a, a very disgusting-looking, well-worn-in velvet chair on the left side. If that's any indication of where this is going, we're fucked.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, conspiracy time though. SMU recruited him with Colby Cameron, the former ah, Tech yes. player. He's the one who did the in-house visit after the Tech coaching change. My conspiracy theory is that Tech is about to hire on Colby Cameron into a co-offensive coordinator role. This is complete speculation.
1: Which opens the door. If Colby comes, I'm gonna
0: and and and, and Colby Cameron's what what the first two letters of his first name? Co. Whoa.
1: Oh my Whoa. god.
0: Anyway, you mentioned co-offensive
2: coordinator, Nathan. That makes it sound like we have another co-offensive coordinator. What's going on there?
0: Yeah, we have our first assistant coaching hire to the wide receivers coach and co-offensive coordinator his name is Jake Brown very generic name uh yeah <laughs> so this guy was at Texas Tech with Sonny Cumbie before now coming over to Tech as well he was a former Texas High School coach uh, his kind of claim to fame is that he coached Baker Mayfield at Lake Travis High School in Austin
2: didn't he also coach Miles Garrett did I see that
0: I think so too yeah that sounds right so he was he at three different like, high schools yeah, yeah he Texas. coached like
2: two number one NFL number think, yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: that's Texas then, for you.
0: After that, he became a uh, grad assistant and then a director of high school relations at TCU. 2016 and 2017, he was a running backs coach at Stephen F. Austin. 2018, he went back to TCU as an offensive analyst. 2019, he was offensive coordinator at West Texas A&M. So he has technically been an offensive coordinator before. Uh, he went well, back I... to Baylor in 2020. For our, their, to be their offensive quality control coach, and then 2021, that same position, offensive quality control coach at Texas Tech.
1: What I'm hearing is this man should be a hellacious recruiter. Yeah. So
2: sounds like recruiting and then also, I mean, going the co-OC route. Sonny Cumbie's going to call the plays, we assume, and so don't spend all of your limited assistant <laughs> coach pool on the offensive coordinator when you're going to call the plays, right? So, for um, sure. I'm really excited to see there's been rumblings that we may have a defensive coordinator by the end of the week. So hopefully that happens and and we'll all I, see it unfold on Twitter.
0: Manny Diaz.
1: I mean, I I mean te- that would be I pretty, pretty fucking cool. I you did it. just get fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think there's been any names rumored for the open tech position, though.
2: I have not seen a name.
1: David Dackwell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tommy Spangler oh no
0: oh god (laughs) no why bruce (laughs) vandeveld anyway i started off saying that we had nothing football to talk about and then we spent the first 17 and a half minutes talking football so let's move over to basketball where some games have actually happened the bulldogs played two games this week the first against texas southern and the second on the road at santa clara in california and both went pretty well I mean, we expected Texas Southern, too, but Santa Clara was kind of a surprise. Oh, wow. We a we won surprise. this game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I picked us to lose, actually, to so I. Santa Clara. So that's uh, hey, Matt, uh, you
0: picked I'm, you picked tech to win by four.
2: Did I'm I? Glad to be wrong.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm glad to be wrong. I think I picked us to lose by four if Crawford did not play and win by three if he did. And he did not that play. That's about right. So
1: I am the authority.
0: <laughs> yeah but tech only one by three but we'll get to that one in a second instead Son of four. A bitch. because first is texas southern this game we don't have a lot to talk about because it was kind of texas to win the whole way there was not really any back and forths or anything like that so nah, let's we'll was... get that 90 second recap but one of the big deals with this was that Lofton two times got pulled out of the lineup because of what turned out to be i believe a bruised rib um, it was an injury that he looked very uncomfortable on the sideline
2: he kept holding uh, his his like side both on the court and off the court, and they were showing him and being like, he looks like he's in discomfort. And it's like, yeah, he's holding his like he's audibly <laughs> saying, ow, you can hear him, you know, Like, <laughs> but um, he still ends up with 15 points and seven rebounds. But no double double for him that night because he, uh, he ended up only playing 21 minutes. Sad. This it's a kind yeah. of situation, though, where if we needed him down the stretch, I'm sure he would have played more.
1: It was kind of good. It happened in this game. Uh, a lot of time to ride to ride the bench and get better because they definitely needed him for Santa Clara.
0: Mm hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, a couple more notes about this game. So Tech won it 87 to 60. Uh, Texas Southern had been winless so far. They would then go on to win their next game against Mike White's Florida.
2: Oh, yeah. God. That's the first time a SWAC team has beaten a, a ranked opponent since like, I don't, I don't even know the last 50 years or something like that.
0: I imagine that's what it says in the media guide as last time SWAC has not won a game against a ranked opponent since, I don't know, like 50 years or something.
2: Yeah, probably, probably, um, wow. during our game with Texas Southern, um, Teddy Allen and Chris Mykowski, who were on the call, were very careful to say, this is a decent team. They were in the tournament last year. They got some key transfers. They they played a really tough schedule. Um, and I think we were the only team that really blew them out. We beat them by 27 points,
1: but with our best player on and off the court. <laughs> I mean for yeah,
2: yeah, for and for uh for Mike White's team, that's that's not a good look. They lost yeah. they lost by quite a bit. So uh yeah, sixty nine to fifty four was the final of that game. So
0: yikes. Um yeah, one more thing to say about this game too. As I, since matt's not in the notes i want him to try to guess this so lofton didn't score the most points this game because of that injury try to guess which tech player led the team in scoring with 19 points in this game
1: i don't know um i know it wasn't keyston willis was it was it was it archibald
0: it was not archibald archibald had 15 it was a huh. david green yep the freshman from hofstra right i believe so
1: yeah he was
2: named ken palm mvp of the game 19 huh. points of five rebounds. Good shit.
1: Hmm. Well,
0: that's Matt good. I'm not impressed by that yawn but well, anyway, I
1: I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm very tired. But yes, uh, that's good. You need role players like that. Uh, and if he did he come exclusively off the bench? Yep. Yeah. He did well, not that, start. That bodes quite well.
2: Yeah. Great to see some um some depth, depth scoring there, please. especially <laughs> since we don't know Crawford's status. Um I this Literally just happened, but apparently on Blue Tech Blue Radio just now, um, he had Kenneth Lofton on,
1: yeah,
2: and he, like, accidentally said that Crawford's out for the season. So, yeah, I don't know if um, that's true. I haven't I heard know. it myself yet, but... I think Kenny is a pretty good source. <laughs> prob- probably so. So, uh, that's not good, but... Oh well. The team proved that they can win without him, which I didn't know if they could in tough games, so... Um, And and
0: Texas Southern was not supposed to be a tough game, but this next game against Santa Clara, the game that I want to talk the most about, absolutely was. Because Santa Clara came into this game, if you don't remember from last week, uh, right now they're ranked 84th. At the time, they were ranked 82nd in Ken Palm, and they were seen as the favorites in this game. When the game started, they had a 69% chance of winning. Nice. But yeah, let's go ahead and jump into that Santa Clara game. Uh, I will do the 90 second recap on this one because a lot happened and we will probably have to jump all over it just to get a handle on what exactly happened in California. So here we go. Santa Clara starts with momentum, building an 18 to 12 lead through the first 10 minutes. But then Lofton hits a layup and that kicks off a 17 to 3 run by the Bulldogs. And Tech is up 29 to 21 with four and a half minutes left in the first half. The Broncos chip away at that lead before halftime, but the Dogs still lead at intermission 33-32. There's a lot of back and forth to start the second half, but with eight minutes left, the Bulldogs seem to have taken over, building a 10-point lead. But then Tech just goes cold and Santa Clara hits two three-pointers and all eight free throws that they attempt to tie the game at 64 with three minutes left. But then the whole game had been pretty much the Junior Lofton show. But this right here is when it becomes the junior Lofton experience. 229 (laughs) left. Layup Lofton. 208. Santa Clara ties the back up. 143. Lofton misses the layup, gets his own rebound, makes a layup. 114. Santa Clara misses the foul shot that would have tied it again. One minute left. Lofton layup. Santa Clara misses the next shot. 22 seconds left. Lofton dunk. Dogs up five. It feels like, yeah, it's never really over, but it feels over in this moment. But then with 13 seconds left, Keyshawn Justice nails a three-pointer, and now it's 74-72 to 72 Bulldogs, only a two-point lead. Kobe Williams heads to the foul line with a one-and-one opportunity, Ooh. nails both free throws. But then on the <laughs> other end, Keiston Willis fouls Tom Lee as he goes for a layup, and then after the and-one shot, it's back to a one-point game, Tech leading. Archibald's turn for a one-and-one, also nails both th- free throws. Santa Clara attempts a last-second game-tying three-pointer, but misses and tech walks away with a 78-75 victory. How about them dogs. Yeah,
2: oh.
1: My was, god. Uh, what a, a game. Game of, game of the season so far. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean
2: I, just to start off at the end there. I mean, when Kobe Williams and Amori Archibald went to the foul line, I assumed that both of them <laughs> were going to miss the front end of the one and one and we were going to lose because of it. But in fact, Tech shot 13 for 13. Perfect. In this game from the foul line, which is I mean, hey, we needed all of them, right? So Yep. Good shit.
1: Yeah. Really exciting game. Saw a lot of the highlights on a uh, LaTeX basketball Twitter. Uh, a lot of it was just Kenneth Lofton who mm. led this game with <laughs> his stat line's just so ridiculous. Uh 31 <laughs> points. <laughs> oh, god. Which which on its own is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So 30, 31 points. 14 rebounds. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah. I mean, between this and the NC State game, he that's he scored what? 66,
1: 67 yes. points. 67.
2: And and like 30 rebounds basically. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing.
1: I can think of 32 rebounds. Yeah. That is I mean, it's a, he's an animal. Are we <laughs> like are we going to have like is is Kenneth
2: Lofton going to be in the NBA next year? Like is that where we're at right now or no? I hope
1: I hope I don't I
0: don't think next year. I think in a few years, yes.
1: Like, I don't know. It wouldn't be a few years. <laughs> He's doing stuff that people haven't done in ten years. Yeah, it's going to launch basketball. It's really unusual I, to see this.
2: I'm going. Like, I bought a ticket last night to go to Bozier.
1: Hey, that's where I. Li- that's where I'm from.
2: Yeah. To to watch the Tech LSU game, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend some extra money to sit close because I got to see Kenneth Lofton from up close. You know, I'm really.
1: Like, I wish I could go to that. I'm really disappointed. Yeah, it's going to.
2: I think it's going to be pretty, pretty exciting. Um, hopefully you know
1: LSU is really good this year, but. Well, tech will get their asses kicked, but it's. But uh, Kenneth Lofton won't though. <laughs> no, well, I hope not. But it's. He uh, didn't last
2: year when we played him. Um, he had a double double in the first half and then was injured, I think, for the second half.
1: But well, you enjoy that from Brookshire's Grocery Arena. I, I sure will from Brookshire's Grocery Arena. But
2: yeah, that dunk he had with 22 seconds left. I mean. You can't you can't stop him. They no. you rainbow big. the ball in. It's too big. That's it what should he go out of bounds. That's the way they're passing time. it to him. It should go out of bounds. And he's catching no. it in a position to then score immediately. It's incredible. He's too,
1: big. he's too big. And when you look at him, you think that's exactly what you think. He's too big. And you're then, like, he can't, he can't know. He's not as good as he looks on tape. There's exactly. no way there's, there's no way that this bucket of jello is going to be
0: able to go up and go. <laughs> all all right. All right. You know?
1: <laughs> There's we can't no talk
0: that, long enough about Junior Lofton without Matt saying something like yeah. that.
1: There's no way that I'm going to start calling him Keto, Kenny. I when I look at him, I think there's no way that this guy who looks like an offensive lineman is going to be able to athletically pull off what he pulls off. But he's a freak in nature. And I love it. I love he it. Does,
2: yeah, he does whatever he wants. I mean, he's a
1: freak in nature because Evan's right. If you go back and you look at some of these clips and it's not just that dunk with 22 seconds left. There's others. Oh, he yeah. Just he just he just has his arm up. Like a wide receiver saying, I'm open, I'm open. When there's a He's right. not open. He's not open at all. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just saying, No, I am, I am. And they just <laughs> throw, they rainbow the ball, they rainbow the ball, he catches it, and he just scores. It's it's a uh, it's a good time to be a LaTeX Bulldog uh, basketball fan. Yeah,
2: and I, I don't know if this is a good thing or if this is sustainable, but currently right now, he is ranked fifth in the nation for the percentage of possessions that he's used on um 35.6% of our possessions That's Kenneth Lofton Jr is is used. That's number 5 in the nation. So, you know, if teams figure him out, we might be in huge trouble. Uh, but then again, right now, we're not really relying on the other guys on the team. We're not asking them to hit outside perimeter shots because hey, Kenneth Lofton can score when he's being triple teamed by these scrubs from, you know, <laughs> this like and Santa is not a scrub team, right? But Kenneth yeah. Lofton's putting up 31 points and North Carolina State's not a scrub team, and Kenneth Lawson's putting up 36 points, right? So 18
1: rebounds.
0: I I was kind of curious about his NBA draft stock, just because that's not something I had feared until just now about him not possibly playing four or five years as a Bulldog. And nbadraftroom.com, not sure how accurate this is, but they have a draft profile up before the season got started, projecting him as a late first to mid-second round pick in the 2022 or 2023 NBA draft. Wow. And there was a Reddit thread five months ago after that Olympic yeah. FIBA, I guess, whatever it was, USA yeah. team that he played on, saying thoughts on him as a draft pick. This is Reddit, so who really cares? But <laughs> uh, what I find funny is that one of the one of the top comments here says, quote, awesome player, but I've seen a lot of Kusa. And I definitely say that Isaiah Crawford is the best NBA prospect in La Tech, not him.
1: Ooh, wow. So, Interesting. Well, yeah. if uh, a random Crawford's internet really guy good. who
0: has... Two two upvotes. If
1: if uh, Kenny keeps up this pace, almost impossible to do given how many games. But if he even keeps up sort of this pace, he'd be a first round pick.
0: I, I think the issue for me is that he's been counted out a lot. Just in high school, getting to tech, you join the USA team kind of as a well, he'll probably leave camp pretty early on, and then he makes the team, and it turns out to be the team's best player. I don't know how long it takes for NBA teams to realize that they're probably also wrong about him. It could yeah. very
1: well be the end of the season.
2: That's I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying go see Kenneth Lofton jr. While you have the chance. That's, that's what I'm saying. And As unfortunately
0: I will not be able to, <laughs> but
2: yeah, I mean, they he's play Charlotte,
0: he's, which is near me, but that's a Thursday night game. Ooh,
2: fucking
1: girdle. Get the private jet.
0: I'm playing to rust. Yeah, I'll, I'll be true. going. They yeah. play <laughs>
2: at North Texas in, uh, Awesome. In Late January. So so Catherine and I will be going to that because she can't come to Brookshire's Grocery Arena with me, unfortunately. But um, it's not unfortunate. But I mean, she would. She does love Kenneth Lofton Jr. So um, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, what's the next game we can look forward to watching Junior Lofton and Nathan?
0: Yeah, the next game has kind of been Tex Achilles heel. It's ULL. Oh, no. Cajun Cajuns. Mm. Uh, they're the team that broke up that winning streak at the TAC back in the Mike Mike White days, and they hope to cause some chaos yet again this Saturday, December eleventh, when they come to play at the TAC at eleven a.m. Central Time.
2: Ugh. I think it's on ESPN U, right? It is, yeah, yes. i I don't get that yeah. channel, so that's fun.
0: Well, um, you have to go to the TAC.
2: Oh God! The tech. I'll I'll be in California, so
0: I don't know if I'll be watching. But um, got the private jet that Matt mentioned ago.
1: Oh. That's true. The GTPDD jet. Yeah, we do have a jet. We do. So yeah, uh, the next game is against ULL.
0: Yes, the Cajuns are number one hundred and eighty-seven in Kempom and four and three so far on the season. Their best win is number two hundred and seventy-six Southern Miss. I, I <laughs> guess. They have two non-Division 1 wins, and then a the only other Division 1 win was over number 301 UNO. So the, yes, they have four wins, but their strength of schedule has not been great so far.
1: Can't wait to lose to them.
0: Yeah, their worst loss is number 273 in Kempom, Jackson State. They lost to the Tigers by five. This is a team that Tech beat by two, but yeah. we probably should have beat them by more if we're going off of those rankings. So we know that Jackson State can kind of sneak up on you. So, I mean, maybe that one's also worth writing off a little bit for ULL. Uh, one more note here is that Tech won and or I wish I could say that Tech won. Tech lost last year in Lafayette 61 to 56. Yeah, and I've got
2: a little bit more. That game was kind of weird. I mean, it's a really low scoring affair there. Cedric Russell for ULL scored 25 of the, their 61 points. Um, luckily for Tech, he's gone from ULL, so he's not there anymore. And then the other leading scorer, Malik Wilson, uh, has transferred out to Texas Tech. And then their third leading scorer, who I believe only had six points in the game, was Theo Akwuba, um, who is still on the team, but may or may not play. Uh, Tech, on the other hand, had a lot more balanced scoring with four Bulldogs in double figures, including Amore Archibald and Kenneth Lofton Jr. Um, Isaiah Crawford also in double figures, but uh, he might not be playing. I don't know. So, yeah. what? What about the team this year, though, Nathan? I mean, that game last year was defensive, pretty ugly shooting numbers um, there to only tally up to about 110 total points. What does ULL look like this year?
0: Another strength of that team last year was their offensive rebounding. That was really the biggest thing that they were very good at last year. And they've actually kind of doubled down on that in this 2021-22 season. They've gone from a ranking of 50th last year to a rank of 34th this year in offensive rebounding. So they've (laughs) taken their strength and gotten better at
2: it. That's actually good because they suck at shooting the basketball, right? So, yeah, I mean,
0: it doesn't matter how well you rebound it. If you can't get the the circular ball through the round hoop, Uh, the rest of the offense has gotten bad. They are the 10th worst shooting team ranked by effective field goal percentage in the nation. 10th,
2: 349th in the nation. Wow.
0: On defense, though, that's where they, they have gotten pretty good. Uh, teams have been able to score against them when they get a shot off, but ULL forces a turnover nearly 25% of the time their opponent possesses the ball. 23rd best in the country. So Tech can shoot against them once we get a shot off. It turns out we can do pretty well, but they force a turnover a lot of times before we may be able to get an open look. Yeah, and I mean
2: for for reference, Tech has the 62nd best effective field goal percentage um, in the nation, and uh, turns the ball over on about 16 and percent of their possessions. ULL forces a turnover on 24.1 um, percent, but ULL also turns the ball over on 24.1 percent of their possessions. So they're pretty messy on offense, you know, but as long as, I don't know, as long as Tech can play clean, which we really did against Santa Clara, we kind of I kind of realized I transitioned off the Santa Clara game before we talked about it much other than Kenneth Lofton being awesome. But
0: um, my one thing away. that
2: that Tech did in that game was, um, you know, played really clean and did not turn the ball over a ton. So um, hopefully that's a trend that can continue. Yeah, 10 turnovers as a team in that, in that game.
0: And we're still in small sample size territory early in the season. Who knows if that turnover figure for ULL turns out to be true by the end of the year. It's easier to assume that offensive rebounding number is because they were good at it last year and continue to be good at it this year, but maybe they just haven't faced a team that's as good at protecting the ball as tech has been. I feel like that sentence worked out grammatically. Anyway, uh, player to watch in this one thinking mentioned him a second ago. If not, you, you should have Theo Akwuba only because his name is so fun to say, but that is to yep. say a player to watch is Theo Akwuba. If he plays this past game where they played against UNO on this past Saturday, he didn't play. It was probably due to injury. It's a lot of times harder to figure out why a player isn't playing in basketball compared to football. But if he plays, he's the best offensive rebounder on a team that you think would eventually turn those second chance opportunities into points. And you think eventually they'll just get hot. And because it's how this game has gone in the past, if they've struggled all year at shooting... They'll heat up against Tech because, of course, right? Yeah. Do you have, do you have a player to watch, Evan?
2: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would keep my eye open for is how we match up with their size. ULL has a couple guys who are six foot eleven, which is taller than really anybody we've got on our roster. They also have a six foot ten player. Ekwuba uh, is one of the six eleven guys, and then Jordan Brown is another of their of their almost seven footers and then Isaiah Richards. So I'm not sure. We may try to go big at some point in our roster and, and get uh, Junior out there with with Kenny Hunter. I'm not sure. That might be interesting to keep your eyes uh, open for. So um, Also, Stacy Thomas may or may not be almost ready to come back, so we'll see.
0: I hope so. I hope that we are able to add some, even if it turns out we're not able to add Crawford back by the end of the year, adding some more depth to our team will help us not rely on future NBA superstar Junior Lofton as much. For this game, though, Ken Palm gives Tech an 85% chance to beat the Cajuns. with The final score predicted of 81-69. to Massey has been a little less hot on Tech so far this year and continues to be so. A 77% chance to win for the Bulldogs, 78-70 final score prediction. Uh, let's do this like how we did last week and give our... Who do you think will win and by how many points? Because that, I think, was a bit of fun. So, Evan, how do you see this game going?
2: I think Tech wins. I think Lofton scores 27 and 14 rebounds. And I think uh, we win
0: by 7. All right, Matt.
1: I got Tech tech winning. I'll uh, say by 10.
0: Before this past week against Santa Clara, I wouldn't have been so optimistic. I think we beat ULL either way. But that game against the Broncos really showed that Tech is as good as we were hoping they would be, even while missing Crawford and Stacy Thomas, and probably who knows what else, and some freshmen who haven't stepped up yet, and whatever. I mean, this team, I was worried about heading into conference play about how good they really were, and can we just rely on having one really good player? And it turns out we can, and I think whether we rely on him or not, Tech wins this game by 18.
2: Hell yeah. Let's fucking go. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, I will absolutely take it. And before we get to the end of the show stuff, let's talk some women's hoops because they absolutely took a couple games this week. Right, Evan? Yeah,
2: the Texers beat both of the teams they played this week. And as we discussed last week, they were kind of bottom feeders in in uh, ULM and what is it, Mississippi Valley State? Yes. Um. Yeah, but it, it wasn't as pretty as we were hoping after that pretty decent trip out to Colorado um, they came back and were back and forth um, with ULM tech had a six point lead going into halftime but in the third quarter ULM really caught back up and took the lead with two minutes left in the third uh, they had a 41 to 38 lead over the Texters but luckily the Texters were able to outscore the Warhawks 20 to 7 in the fourth quarter um, to win pretty impressively 64 to 48 Uh, Mississippi Valley State was pretty similar, but the back and forth only lasted until halftime. The fourth quarter was where the Texters ran away with it again. 69 to 56 was the final of that one.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about Anna Roberson real quick. Yeah, I knew she, she was one of the names I recognized off of previous year's teams. I knew that she was one of the best players on this Texters lineup, but this week In particular, she scored 20 points against ULM, 18 against Mississippi Valley State. Also, and we can't look at Ken Palm for this because what Ken Palm does for rebounds is they only count rebounds while that player is on the court. And we just don't have those numbers for women's basketball right now. But she pulled down 30% of the rebounds that Tech pulled down. Wow. wow! Honestly, I I really believe that she's the Junior Lofton of the women's team.
2: (laughs) Well... We'll have to see that on a more sustained basis, I guess, but...
0: I mean, yeah, she was this week, at least.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's really good to see. Was she named, like, a Player of the Week or anything? Looks like... that. Well, looks like, no, she
0: was not. You know, apparently, Conference USA discontinued their Women's Hoops Twitter account back in 2017. Wow. Yeah, so get better, KUSA. And you will, with the additions we're making, right? Anyway, not what we're talking about. No. Yeah, so that, that's how the Texters performed this past week. Evan, what do we have to preview going into the next one?
2: Yeah, the Texters uh, play one game. It's this Friday at um, 6.30 p.m. at the TAC. They take on Sam Houston State, so future conference mate there. And Massey ranks Sam Houston State as number 230 in the nation. They're 3-3 three and three so far this season. Um, the Texters are number 156, so a couple spots down from last week, even though they won two games. They are 5-2 and two, um, so far this year and Massey gives the texters a 75% chance to win and a final score prediction of 69 to 61.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, And one final thing to do before we wrap it up, and that's this week's Tweet of the Week. And this week's Tweet of the Week goes to at SethBot underscore 3000, or right now his username is Seth without scotch. Evan, you want to read this tweet off?
2: Yeah, so... good buddy Seth says, raise the banner, Louisiana Tech football, 11 AP vote getter 2021. (laughs) And uh, what does that mean, Nathan? There's a weird story going on there. Tweet doesn't really make sense without context.
0: Yeah, so that tweet is quote tweeting a tweet that quote tweets this tweet that says Louisiana Tech finishes three and nine and fires its coach. But it's not all bad in rust and the Bulldogs did receive 11 votes in the final AP regular season poll. Seriously, how does that happen? Yeah, so the final regular season poll for the AP somehow had Tech listed in the, not the top 25, when the others receiving votes, with Tech having received 11 votes. It was probably destined for ULL, who ends the season, or at least the regular season, ranked. Uh, what my opinion is, is that they were trying to find the Louisiana team to give those 11 points to, didn't find a Louisiana Lafayette, but knew it was a Louisiana something, so gave it to yep. Louisiana Tech because there's no just Louisiana.
2: Yep. <laughs> Yet another reason why their name stuff is so dumb. They're just confusing people. Um, yeah, they, they, but anyway, they
0: lost 11 points.
2: Hey, we'll take your 11 votes, AP. Thank you um, to the valued members of our press. You know, the, the great um, voice of democracy, right? Giving Louisiana Tech 11 votes. Yeah. And congratulations to Seth. I believe that's his first uh, tweet of the week win.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And there won't be any other winners discussed this week. Oh, wait, there will be because I don't think last week you talked about who won the Pick'em.
2: No, I I didn't. Okay. So yeah, heading heading into the last week of the season, we had uh, Phil T in first place with 145 and JC um, with 141. And I was actually in third place with 137 points. But Unfortunately, a bunch of really weird shit happened in that last week of the season. Uh, UTSA did not beat North Texas, which is what almost everyone picked for their five point bonus. Um, So Phil, who was in first, lost five points and then only picked four games correct. So he actually lost a point, went down to 144. Uh, Meanwhile, I picked five of the games correctly. I picked UAB over UTEP to score five bonus points. Um I did not wager an extra 3 on getting 5 of the 7 games right so I missed out on 3 points there. Um so I ended up with 147 in second place but JC um who I believe you know uh Nathan a lot better than I do but um JC went all in he got 6 out of the 7 matchups correct earned five points for picking UAB over UTEP. And he wagered three for the conference throwdown, uh, which brought him up to 155 points total. And yeah, so congratulations to JC. He ended up winning, even though he didn't, he wasn't even in the top 10 for percentage of picks correct. So that's what those bonus points will do for you, right? Yeah, you got
0: to be strategic. Yeah. And you should also be strategic when you head to the GTPDD shop that makes sense you sure. should be strategic because yeah. the t-shirts are only available for one month at least that some of them sense. are this, I'm, yeah. I'm with you I, I understand yeah, th- there's something here I'm sure there's something here but yeah this month's shirt of the month is a Christmas sweater inspired t-shirt that says "Go Tech, Please Don't Die it has reindeer, reindeer not reindeer reindeer snowflakes <laughs> and Christmas trees on it. 25 bucks, free shipping. You should get it. Again, gtpdd.dog slash shop. Anyway, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Quiz and Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. You can also go to our blog where we have the recap for those contests. We have the shop that I just mentioned and also some blog posts and hopefully I'll add another one in the next week or two about... Junior Lofton has been tearing it up, but again, GTPDD.Dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And Go Tech. Please don't die.
2: Please. Please.
1: You guys were just talking about Aaron Allen, right? Yeah, and now yeah, JD Head. I spaced out because boss is down, and I'm thirty fucking years old, and boss is still down, <laughs> and I'm thirty years old. Matt is
2: <laughs> Matt is trying to look at his transcripts yeah. from Tech right now, just yeah, I mean, just for no real reason except no. curiosity and boss yeah, just
1: curiosity. In, In case you're
2: I'm... wondering, alumni listeners, boss is still down yeah Foss is, is probably down.
0: also 30 years old
1: yeah i would say that it's running on ms dos or something i don't know what it's running on but anyway. at least when
0: i was in school it was tape based still
1: oh uh, it probably still is